Blog Talk Radio. First, he created the most frightening film ever made. Then, he took his unique vision of terror one step further. Now, George A. Romero takes us out of the night, beyond the dawn, and into the darkest day of horror the world has ever known. Day of the Dead. Okay, hello everybody, and welcome to Steve and Fred Watches. Fred Pushkoy, how the fuck could he live up to that trailer tagline? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was great. Like, <laughs> the... The, the trailer, yeah, I mean, well, great, I've seen, still, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, like that trailer the was fine. horror films. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember some trailers were like, but, what the fuck is that? With the oh, goofy the, zombie eating popcorn? Yeah, the white part one with uh, the zombie eating popcorn, like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, like, oh, okay. And they were so lazy <laughs> is, that they just used Dawn of the Dead poster again. For the theatrical. Yeah. That's why at a convention I went. I've seen a theatrical poster for a day. Yeah. Original went for like 30 bucks. Yeah. I've seen yeah, a, me, a media, the VHS poster. Motherfucker was going for like 80 to 100. Well, yeah, because that's that great painting of um, Bub with the horde behind him with the beautiful bright sun. That other one where it looks like someone yeah. sketched a bunch of faces and, <laughs> you know, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, look, it's the same goddamn poster of Don, only drawn badly. Yeah. It's like, it's I, I do remember that. that they didn't know how to sell this. They just didn't give a fuck. All they wanted was to make their money. Romero said many times, and we'll get into the movie, they just wanted to make their money back, and then they were going to say, thank you, fuck you, bye. Yeah, well, this was the last one that he was going to make for the studio, so they really didn't give a shit. Yeah. They were just like, give us our money, and we're done with you. Well, he was making good big big bank off of... uh, Tells from the dark side by now. Yeah. Yeah, he had that going for him. Man. Well, let's get into the movie so we and we'll continue to talk. Because we got, we got a lot to cover here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me get... Okay, we're going to get... If you got it on... Well, you got to have a DVD because this mother ain't on streaming. Neither is Dawn, sadly. Yeah. I wish it would, because if it got that casual audience, damn. Yeah, no, okay. you, have to, you have to be Get a to the part where it's just fading in, and uh, you see Lori sitting there. Well, no, I'm, on my Day of the Dead DVD, it just says play movie. <laughs> it's, just, it's literally just sitting there saying well, play movie. play movie and get to that part. Okay. And pause it as soon as it starts to fade in. And I want people to notice where you start playing. Look at that floor, Fred. Do you see any spoilers there? The floor? 
Yeah, look at all the fucking footprints. There's the zombies that are hiding behind the walls. Yeah. (laughs) Do you see it in the dust where the wall is? Yeah. (laughs) Those are shitty DVDs, so there's not a lot. It's it's very um, very grainy. Well, I've got the blue in. It's like you can see the dust from the mine, and you see like all sorts of footprints where they dragged the whole curtain thing. Okay, yeah, get it's ready not to clear, start so the I'm movie. Old yeah. The okay, say when. beautiful Anchor Bay one, cover-wise, it is gorgeous. Oh, you're talking about um the one that opens up at the two-disker? Oh, shit. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, I had that one autographed by the cast and crew, including Romero. I'm trying to rewind it a little bit, so I'm on cue with you. Come on, come on. Where's the fade? Where's the fade? Where's the fade? I have her sitting there. Ah, fuck it. Okay. All right, whenever you're ready. Okay, in three, two, one. Yeah, this is it. And, uh, I got the blue ring. It's grainy as hell, too. They need to really do a major re- restoration work on this. But, yeah. Ooh. Laurel, this yeah, came out after <laughs> uh, Creep Show was a big hit. Tales from the Dark Side was a big hit. And every horror magazine was promo- promoting every ounce of gore that was in this movie. And the gore is nasty in the film. There's just not that much of it. Yeah, I mean, they give you enough, like, especially Rhodes' death, but we'll get to that. I mean, the thing that got yeah. me was, and I, I was, you know, like, how old was I when I came out? This came out in, what, 85? So I was 14 when this yeah, came out. Yeah, 85. And I, So I remember reading, like, Fangoria, you know, any horror magazine that had anything to do with um, Day of the Dead. I even bought um, a copy of Playboy because they had a re- big review in it for Day of the Dead. And I remember and being disappointed. Remember, yeah. yeah. I remember Playboy being disappointed. Hated it. Huh? Playboy you hated it. Yeah, they put Playboy it down badly, it. so I was like, oh, fuck this magazine. <laughs> I'll never look at your chicks again, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, they put it down but badly. you know that it was... beautiful opening that we just seen? Yes. With... They fucking run that with the fucking foot, with the teaser trailer. They used that yeah. shit. Yeah, I remember, I remember like, the trailer okay, had that in it. Just... Let's fucking ruin it. Now, when you saw in theater, no one did anything. I met Gary Alexander once. I was shocked that he didn't have that Jamaican accent. I was like, fuck, you don't have that accent? (laughs) You know who originally auditioned for this and didn't get it? Tony Todd. Who? Who, Tony Todd, who later auditioned for Ben and Night of Living Dead and got that. I like Tony Todd, but I couldn't see anybody doing a better job. And everybody was perfectly cast in this, especially once you realize that they had to switch the roles. Not the names. Yeah. They had to switch the way to play the roles at the last fucking moment. 
Well, yeah, because, you know, Romero's original script was fucking this epic, (laughs) you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark fucking, you know. And it was going to be the end. Yeah, this was set up to be the end. Yeah, he was going to give the solution and everything. Stuff that was that was supposed to be in this film, with like the fenced-in city. The original concept was the scientists were going to live on the surface because they're going to be working with the zombies, training the zombie army, and the military was like. Romero played them as like cowards. They were living down in the base, hiding from everyone, and the, you know, and they left the, the and scientists up, the up on the surface that lived to fend in the city and grind them up with zombie food. Yeah. So it was, you know, <laughs> it's a way different film. There were supposed to be scenes on like um those big boats, the 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 swamp boats with the fans on the back. Them riding through hordes of zombies yeah. in the water, shooting them. It was supposed to be this fucking epic. Oh, here we go. Hello. What what, what modern film has that? Twenty eight days yeah. later, he's walking around the city. Hello. That was definitely an homage I to like uh, this film. The alligator right there. You seen its mouth open. Yeah. Then when you see it again in about yeah. three more seconds, they got the poor bastard's mouth tied open. And it was pissed yeah. off, too, because the people that were taking it off the truck and putting the scene accidentally dropped it right on its nose, and it wasn't very happy about it. <laughs> yeah. It actually pale-whipped <laughs> one of the guys, and he flew like 30 feet. They almost yeah. had to take him to a hospital. The day, the dead walk on that um, and newspaper. And you know where they got Resident that Evil. great Dr. Tom makeup? Yeah, you know where they got oh, that yeah, great I know exactly Dr. Tom makeup? That. Yeah, I know. I, I, you want me to say it? It was supposed to be a yeah. Go ahead, you tell the story. Yeah, it was it was it was a bust of Savini that was supposed to get gored up, and what happened was he was drilling in it. He was using a drill a demo thing for the jaw, and it ripped the bottom jaw out. And you know, uh, Greg Nicodero, he's like, oh no, it was Burgers. Like, you know, turn the fucking drill off, Savini, because he says Savini's sitting there shocked, wants <laughs> ripping his piece apart. <laughs> There's the, those two guys that like, came out of the bank shit, behind this the... Is better. Yeah. <laughs> and this is another uh, thing so you want to see today, them shutting down a whole city for something like this. Yeah. Uh, this movie spawned a lot of special makeup artists' careers. Like KMB came from this film. Yeah, KMB, yeah. And the um, word the is the who... that uh, Savini, during this time, was when he started developing some small habits, and most of the makeup <laughs> was done and led by uh, Nicotero. Yeah. Well, Savini was also pussy chasing. They they say it right in the commentary that Savini was fucking every girl that was available on the set. Oh God! Yeah. They were joking, he, he, like he, he's always been about the pussy. Yeah, I couldn't remember. They said there was this was a, a monster bash. He had like a new girl every time he went to the fucking bash. Yeah, <laughs> they're spread. They're spread right there with the big weed plant. And there's Greg Nicotero. There's Greg. 
Yeah, young I just Greg love Nicotero, how casual who, he is. He's just sitting there watering the weed and shit, not giving a yeah. fuck. <laughs> it's funny, if you have the Umbrella um, Blu-ray for this, they were talking about, so who got the weed at, when this was done? They were like, Savidi sold it all. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they took a lot of pop, like, like jokes at Savidi because they said he was a terror on the set. They said they couldn't do they, you know, every five minutes. He's either shoot. His ego really kicked in the gear. Well, I mean, he was just a practical joker, you know. He was like, you know, they said they would be sitting there, and then Savini walked behind him with a prop gun full of blanks and start shooting it while they're trying to sculpt. <laughs> you know, he actually, um, what was it? Yeah. Greg Nicotero, I think, got shot in the side of his head by the blank. And, you yeah. know, Savini's like, sleep in my house. Don't go home. Your parents will freak out because these guys at the time, I think Greg Nicotero was 21. And all the rest of them, like Howard yeah. Berger and them, they were like fucking 17, 18 years old. Teenagers, like right out of high yeah. school. So, and they're and they doing this just come fucking... off another movie where they first worked together. And do you remember what that was? It was filmed in South Carolina a year before this. Oh, shit. Um, ah, I'm drawing a blank. Go ahead. Evil Dead 2. That's right. Yep. I was, was Evil Dead going 2? up the I hill, thought Evil Madison Dead 2 was Benson, after all. Uh, Day of the Dead. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead, too. Yeah, that was after Day of the Dead, wasn't it? That, wasn't that like 86, No, it was filmed before, but didn't get released until 86. Oh, okay. So that's why I always got confused. All right. Because they always talk about, like, yeah, you right know. There. They just showed a convention, and I walked up to him and like, holy shit, you're a Knight Rider. And he just looked at me shocked, <laughs> like, huh, you mean you know that movie? <laughs> hey, I love that film. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Night Riders is a classic to me. Yeah, especially if you want to know why Romero ended up the way he did. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was that was the George Romero story. You know, that was Romero talking about his disdain for the establishment of like entertainment. You know, that always wanted to like pigeonhole him or. Not let him do his visions. He wanted to stay independent. Yeah. I think I think one of the greatest um, things I ever heard was they were interviewing John Carpenter. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's talking about George Marrow. And he's like, George, come on out to Hollywood. It's not that bad. Because, you know, face it, John Carpenter's a Hollywood guy. He makes, like, like his B movies, but he's a Hollywood guy. And after George Marrow made a couple Hollywood films, he turned to um, John Carpenter and he's like, no, Hollywood is as bad as I thought it was. And John Carpenter says, I can never forgive myself for making Romero come out here. And then watching the Hollywood establishments abuse him the way they did. Yeah, let's see. Uh, so. Monkey Shines and uh, not Dark Half. I forget what the other one. Oh, Dark Half. Yeah. Well, yeah, this cave is still open today, and it's still useful for a storage facility for boats and stuff. Yeah, Wampum, the Wampum, uh Mines. They got rid of the lake. There was yeah. a, a natural lake at one point, but they drained it because I guess it was getting stagnant or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what's funny, dude? What? 
Gary Clark right there was only like 30, 25 to 30 when he did this movie. Oh, damn. He looks much older. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he the one I that know, like, married his me sister? Up on on show. He's like, I was like, what? You're that young? He's like, yeah, they did makeup. Oh, shit. Okay. And originally, he, like he was a cast. <laughs> what? Didn't he marry his sister? I remember reading somewhere, like, he was with a woman that he was engaged to and found out it was, like, his sister. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask you. I, I got to find that article and post it. Yeah. Sorry, folks. But I'm in yeah, Facebook jail. I have really, to go. <laughs> uh, originally, Gary Clark was cast as Rhodes. And the guy cast as Rhodes, Pilato, who hasn't shown up yet, was cast as Steel. Yeah. And right up here comes one of the most important lines of the movie, which shows they're getting smarter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, (laughs) they're getting afraid of us. uh, They're afraid. They're learning. They're actually learning. I saw this in theater. What was, and what's so when also funny is this is uh, when it very, very first hit videotape, I had connections that got it to me the week it came out. Okay. Go ahead. Say your thing, and then I'll tell my story. Go tell yours. Okay. So I knew this was coming out, and I also knew Return of the Living Dead was coming out. So I had already seen Return of the Living Dead, but I didn't see Day of the Dead yet because you had to be with an accompanied by an adult to see it in a theater. So I, want, I, I didn't want to try to go on my own. So my mom didn't want to see it because my mom hates gore films. She had a neighbor take me. Now, the neighbor she had <laughs> take me was a crackhead. So my mom had the money to take me to the movies. She took she, – Stood me in front of the theater and then took off with the money to get crack and left me there. And I had to call my mom to come get me. So I didn't see it that time. Oh, my. Yes. And the second time I went to go see it, a friend of my father's was like, yeah, I'll take him. He dro- Instead of going into the theater, because I was like, I got to be with an adult to go in, you know. It was at the Amboy Theaters. Mm-hmm. He drops me off and then goes hooks up oh, with his girlfriend. You know, so that so the second time I what? couldn't see it. I'm sitting in front of the theater yeah. and I call my dad all pissed off on a payphone. You know, I'm like, Dad, your fucking friend left me here. You know. Yeah. The third time I took What's a chance. Funny? I went to a. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. The Finn. third time I my my third time is I went to the old reliable Castle Theater and just hope and prayed they let me in and not ID me. And, of course, they didn't give a fuck. I walk up to the window. I'm like, one for Day of the Dead. They're like, here you go. And I walk in, and it's a fucking theater full of guys my age, kids my age, all 14, 13-year-olds. I get there to see Day of the Dead. Yeah. Well, I would get to see R-rated movies, and they wouldn't give a fuck. I got to see Caddyshack that way. You name it, I got to see it. (laughs) Well, see, I didn't think of going to the same theater because I had to go an adult, and none of my father's friends – or my mom's friends wanted to fucking go to Irvington to see it with me. They were scared. It's dangerous. 
And I was like, I go there alone all the fucking time. <laughs> what are you scared of? <laughs> but yeah, different times, you know. But what I was going, but yeah, my mom's. Yeah, but what I was yeah going to say is all, almost all of the roads between uh, Steel and the little man, little guy right there, they improvised it. Oh, nice. Oh, all the hatred between them, Pascal and uh. Not Pascal. Um, no, all that oh, stuff where they're talking about the biggest dick in the cave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> biggest piece of meat in the cave. <laughs> I don't want to excite the lady, though. <laughs> Not with a boyfriend around. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, this has some hardcore fucking lines in it. <laughs> that woman right really, there, that, that nasty ass zombie. Is that we didn't understand this in the 80s because we were getting out. We were doing shit. Like I said, we just walking everywhere. Do, do, do. That yeah. The real thematic thing of this movie is boredom. Yeah. Well, that was Day of the you Dead. Know, Dawn of the Dead, too. And but... shell shock. No, not Dumber, Dawn of the Dead was a critique on... Uh, they were going nuts. <laughs> These guys are just fucking, there's nothing to do. No hope. It's the end of the world. So they're and only one fucking... woman and only one woman. Yeah. I love how most people would have had a rape scene in this movie. Yeah. He never went there. They just suggested that they were going to do it. You know, I don't yeah, think, you know, like the whole thing. If she got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time, she would have been. Yeah. Plus, she was fierce. I mean, right here with her. And with I the love movie. how it shows <laughs> right there that Steele actually respects her. Yeah. Because that look he gives you, like, yeah, I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she would have shot him. They were scared of her. You know? This was before Sigourney Weaver, yeah. too, so... You know, Lori Cordell playing a fucking badass yeah. woman. And then it shows this, which is just shows how shows the zombies is pathetic, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was improvised. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the middle finger. That yeah. Boom. That woman, she's a model. And the the look on her face. What yeah. they cut out is there's like a little two, three seconds that went on before that, after that, that showed uh-huh. those two holding hands. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you know, you got the drift. You know the drift. Yeah. But Romero saved that till uh, Land of the Dead. Dead. That was a couple, yeah. The guy with the uh, frosted hair and the young girl, yeah, zombies walking hand in hand or walking together everywhere. Yeah. I liked the Land of the Dead. A lot of people didn't like that one. I thought it was good. Oh, I loved it. I just, they were expecting uh, something like, you know, this. Well, that's the thing. It took me a while to really get that those two characters were actually supposed to be screwing, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, this was a couple, yeah. No, That's well, why everybody uh, was mad. <laughs> she stabbed him in the back. Yeah, no. You really smacked her, too. 
Oh, they, uh, they they wanted to get a real reaction, so he really fucking laid into her face with that smack. And it still gets me that's the daughter of a uh, Chili Billy Cardell from uh, Night Chili of the Billy. Dead. Yeah, I got his autograph. I got hers and his autograph. I had to get both of theirs. And there's Fisher. And there's that Mexican guy from Dawn of the Dead again. <laughs> <laughs> With Savini's fucking brown face. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, there's a man Oh, and I want you to notice something that I didn't notice until Pilato uh, called it out. What's Look that? how oversized the clothes he's wearing is. Okay. He chose that on purpose to show that he didn't fit, you know, like a little kid in a big kid's clothes. Oh, in other words. That's why he's yeah. got the two big guns, the, yeah, the big oversized yeah. clothes. You see it there in now? In other words, kind of like the Napoleon effect. He's tough, but he's little. Yeah, he's scared shitless because... Uh, he was uh, not even supposed to be in charge until what's his name, the colonel, got killed. Yeah. <laughs> Stiller. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, oh shit. <laughs> I just love watching. I, I love the, the lines between them two. Steel, steel, um, steals the movie basically. <laughs> Ralph Beer. <laughs> uh, of course, Romero has to write in the racism of the authority. Look how she speaks for yellow. Jello! Yeah, do you see even his shirt is... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that. And like he wears that oversized gun belt. Yeah, he wears an oversized gun belt, too. You know, he's too... Well, on my original Anchor Bay, Day of the Dead, yeah, and, and it was on the um, Umbrella release. I haven't seen it since since that Anchor Bay one, but there's a behind-the-scenes where they're, like, just walking around interviewing various people, like some of the zombies, the caterer. Like, they're just, like, literally yeah. walking around interviewing anyone. And Joe Pilato comes in. He's like, hey, we're not the bad guys in the film. We're the good guys. Reagan's in the office. The army, the military's the good guys now. You know, he's like kind of yeah. like gets, he gets Romero's joke like, yep, we're in. We're in charge now, you know. <laughs> and she's, of course, rebelling. <laughs> Sure, I felt so bad. It took me years before I figured out who that was. And like you said, it's the it's the oh, Puerto Rican from uh, yeah, it's the Puerto Rican from Dawn of the Dead, and it's Martin yeah. <laughs> from the Vampire Film. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, that's him. <laughs> it took me forever. See, look at that. You can't hide Superman behind glasses and a goatee. <laughs> no, when I had a car and roll. Uh, Pilato and uh, Clara on the show, we were supposed to have Amplis too, but he forgot his phone at his work. 
Oh. So we gave him so much shit on the show. He's talking about how he's too busy fucking the <laughs> fucking the <laughs> girls at the drama department. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> Pilato, I know Pilato had to lead that one, right? Oh, did you? Howard I Sherman. love that. That's Howard Sherman. He Romero. Yeah. The reason you don't hear what he says, he's saying hello. Is that it took yeah. a while that for Romero to catch that he actually was saying something? Yeah, you know. This is with Savini and his crew were on top. <laughs> the fucking zomb- the zombie makeups. This is when they were shining. Oh, well, look at this. Um, this the guys was... that you're talking about, his crew, KMB, became the biggest yeah. motherfuckers on the walk after this. Yeah. It was a year after this that um, Greg Nicotero moved from Pittsburgh to Los Angeles, and just like they all lived together. You know, they started they, 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 um, they the invited uh, uh, Savini to be part of the crew, but Savini was too was uh, the party getting so much work in Pittsburgh that he decided not to. He says work. Yeah. I bet he was partying. Yeah, but no, Savini, yeah, Savini after this was like, it was uh, from Friday the 13th to this. He was just like, everyone wanted him. That's when he got his stardom. Yeah, he was the rock star of the special effects scenes in the 80s. But yeah, yeah. there's Richard Liberty, God bless him. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, if you go to the he Days of the Dead to... convention this summer, uh, she'll be there. Oh, shit. All right. Glory. Um, I always get so caught up just, like, looking at the sets because they, they really fucking just filled every inch of it with, like, decay and rotting corpses and pieces. and Jesus. Yeah, and they said that cave was just covered in dust. Maybe that's why it's so green. It's because there's so much dust in here. In the film. Well, um, actually, yeah, I was listening to uh, the comment. Oh, I love that ghoul. I was listening to the commentary, and when it went theatrical, there was only 10 prints. So it would play in the city for yeah, a few they did. weeks. Yeah, they got the, the least amount of prints they could get away with. Yeah. They made 10 prints and just shuffled and them around the country. And only showed in one theater over in Knoxville. One theater. Yeah. See, I was on the East Coast, so I got lucky. There was like a couple theaters. There was like two or three theaters. No, two theaters playing it. So, and I, yeah. I think that's the other reason why I didn't do good theatrically. is like every theater had Return of the Living Dead, but it was like, limited release on this, you know, so it couldn't really come. And plus, people were getting confused. They were well, like, I saw Romero's Return of the Living Dead, and it didn't have uh, the zombies in it like it was supposed to. I know. That was, remember how many times we bit, talked about how much Romero and uh, the rest of the Night of the Living Dead crew were pissed off about that? Yeah. I mean, how great of a summer would that have been in August for Turn of the Living Dead come out and then in, well, you know, June, Return of yeah. the Living Dead come out instead of the day. Then in August, closer to Halloween, Day of the yeah, Dead. Yeah, no, they, they, 
they released them around the same time, and people were getting confused. I mean, I saw them both. Of course. I, 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 there, was no, <laughs> there was no way I was yeah. going to see either of them. But I remember talking to people like, what oh, do you mean that was the guy the that got torn thing. in half? Did you hear what uh, Bob just said there? Ew. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I love how yeah, Romero no, shows the societal situation right there. The Army guys are right there. Rhodes is by himself. The scientists are sitting at one table, and the workers are sitting at another table. What's considered like the working class. And the ones that Those know two. that they're the most valuable person there are sitting by themselves and they don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, you fly well, a yeah. fucking helicopter without us motherfuckers. <laughs> well, that's why I say they're like the working class of it, you know. You have the scientists, you have the military authority, <laughs> you have the leader, and then you have the uh, working class right there. Yeah. I mean, really, people weren't, they were expecting day of the dead. They weren't expecting people going fucking batshit crazy from boredom and infighting in a cave. Well, that was one of the reviews I read. It aged a lot better than a lot of the Italian zombies, which we loved so much back then. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like, when this came out, everyone was expecting nonstop action and the lightheartedness of um, Dawn of the Dead and Creepshow. Like, people loved Creepshow. Creepshow was another big hit for Romero. So when this came out, everyone's like, holy shit, this is dark and depressing. What the fuck? And as one um, review said, there's a lot of talking. Which, I mean, to me, the talking is very important and engaging for me. But, you know, for someone that just wants yeah. to see a zombie rip them up, you know, they're going to be like, oh, what's all this fucking exposition talking For the bullshit? teenage market who they thought that wanted to see Romero's film, which wasn't, the ones that really were the market yeah. for Romero's films by then were in their 30s. Yeah. Yeah, they marketed this to like, you know, hey, well, you couldn't, but a teenager couldn't go see this because it was, it was unrated. You had to be accompanied by adults we or you had to be 18 and over. We, we, we wasn't even really going to try, you know, like, fuck it. Hey, when that unrated <laughs> shit come out on VHS, all it comes out in August, okay, I'll watch that yeah. shit then. And really, that's yeah. what happened with Day of the Dead. No one saw it in the theaters. But as soon as it hit VHS, they give it the fucking uber-deluxe artwork. Yeah. The push. Every horror VHS that came out that year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I remember walking into my local video store and seeing that beautiful Day of the Dead poster. And I remember I wanted it so bad, but someone ripped it in half. So, mine, uh, I bought it. There's like the local Zion's videos were like, okay, we don't use the poster anymore. How can we make more money? Yeah. Well, no, this got ripped in the store. And then like, us, I guess a we were like, yeah. And then us customers were like, 
we are willing to exchange these little green dollars for these little white posters on your wall. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> and then yeah, once they realize the that, I love that. I love that. Zions are kind of smart because the poster for Day of the Dead, I paid $5. And Brain Damage, I paid $5 for each. Oof. But the rest of the mainstream posters, I paid like a dollar. That's funny. No, I miss those yeah, days. Yeah, like they knew uh, that, which that was, ones would actually sell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thing was I always made friends with the guy at the video store, and then I'd be like, hey, are you holding that for anyone? No, nah, you can have it. You know, and they they put your name on a tag on it, and, <laughs> and then you go get it. But by the time I went to go see the uh, Day of the Dead, you know, when I went to rent Day of the Dead, and that video poster was there, there was someone had already ripped it. Probably a customer, an asshole customer or something. So. Well, pissed off that they couldn't get it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, when this hit VHS, this was. They talk about this as a cult classic. No, this is a classic. This one was an instant fucking hit. Yeah. As soon as it hit VHS, you couldn't find that. I was lucky to reserve it. See, my video store had like because if I copies, hadn't so. reserved it, <laughs> no, they didn't have ten copies. They didn't expect it to rent so much, you know. No, I'm saying my video so store like did. It, it had a bunch of copies. Yeah. Like I said, my video store was known for two things: porns and horror films, because they knew what their local audience was. So they yeah. didn't have much drama. Then they had, they, matter of fact, they had a small ass little drama section with like, you know, for the wives, and then a comedy section. But they knew that the locals in my area loved horror and porn. So <laughs> that's what they had. They yeah. would get multiple copies of films. I mean, Monkey. they had three copies of Faces of Dead, of Faces of Death. So. Oh, every video store around here, except for the one family video, had Faces of Death. Yeah, I'm talking multiple copies. They 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 didn't have like just one copy. They had like three up there. I love this speech. Yeah. Oh, this is extremely well written. I well, mean, I think had, this is one of Romero's best. He said it too, you know. Yeah. I've seen a lot of great speeches room because the motherfuckers didn't know how to sell. But he's just sitting there like, where are you going to go? What will you do with the other ones? Yeah. Are, you're going to blow the A million more is out there waiting to greet you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even get paid at all. I love the way they rip yeah. off each other. Yeah, but I, I really think the the reason this didn't do well in the theaters was the advertising was shit. Um, Return of the Living Dead came out the same fucking time, so people would yeah, and it and got Return of the Living Dead got much better. Return of the Living Dead got much better previews. It was aimed at a young audience. This movie, you a young audience couldn't go see it, so it it really right, had everything that working was the against difference. it. When we were in our tens or twelves, we could go to the theater. Dun 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 dun. 
zombie. Hey, here's yeah. your money. Here's your ticket. See you later. 1984. Yeah. Oh, you can't go see this. Why? It's unrated. Yeah. But it's just a goddamn animal oh. film. It's unrated. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is when the MPA was cracking down on everyone. You had all these parent groups, you know. Oh, movies are are bad. Yeah. Would not touch unrated material. Yeah. But then video stores are like, right? It's like, coming on home to me, baby. Bring it on home. I mean, that's how trauma got so big. Trauma couldn't get in the theaters that often. But fucking hell, every every um well, mom and pop video store was like, give us whatever you got. We don't give a shit. What, do you got a film about a mutant in the high school yeah, eating kids' brains? Give it to us. Yeah. yeah you got <laughs> kitty movies? Okay, we'll buy them. Exactly. Coma knew how to play to their market. Yep. But well, that was it. Dead. And even Lloyd Kaufman... Lloyd Kaufman talked about that. He was like back in the heyday of the video store when, especially before the big chains came up, like, you know, Blockbuster and all those, when everyone was like the local video store, they had nothing on their shelves really because not everything was put on video yet. So trauma came along. They were like, oh, good. We have, let's see, document, fishing documentaries, and we can get this whole complete trauma catalog. So we'll have a bunch of videos for people to rent on Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, and uh, Basket Case. Basket Case yeah. was the first one of our movies, extremely gore, to be sold for yeah. 20 bucks. And oh, yeah, that's it right. it sold amazingly. And Trauma, I mean, Trauma, I forgot, but I remember seeing, like, the little pamphlets that would come in um if you bought one of their movies, they'd always had like the website, not a website, but the uh, little fold-out pamphlet where you could order their movies and shit. Yeah, the catalog site, which is yeah, you the little catalog. It sends you a catalog. Yeah. And what's funny is that Romero said that media home video spent more on advertising for this than fucking UFC did. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, this didn't get advertised for shit. And the and the few trailers they did put out were lame. You know, it was like the oh, zombie God, popping popcorn. With the zombie eating like, popcorn, yeah. We talked about that. That is, it, yeah. if you have the DVD or the Blu-ray, it's on there and it's fucking lame. Stupid. Yeah. It made you want to punch um, whoever this. wrote that trailer in the mouth. You know. <laughs> yeah, it was like you was said it best. Idea. It was lazy advertising. Yeah, lazy just, advertising. Yeah, and plus they didn't know how to sell it because they were like, this isn't the fun, campy Dawn of the Dead we know. This is like a serious film. What are we going to do? <laughs> Let's have a zombie. And if you notice, the soundtrack was uh, written before the movie was made. That's why there's mm-hmm. so much tropical music in it. Because yeah. if you look at that boat scene and stuff and all that stuff, you're talking about that music fits that. Yeah. Oh, especially the end song, you know, where it's like almost like a romantic <laughs> theme. We'll get to that at the end, yeah. yeah. Ignore. <laughs> so I got to ask you. So I know there was like a bunch of rock bands. Oh, this is a great gore gag. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. 
Bush. Yeah. <laughs> I love that his guts fell out. But um, so what's that one? Q and B was in this, which was like some Saturday Night Live band, you know, that was in the film. Yeah. And um, I know G Force was in this, but apparently so was I believe Lux Interior or the Cramps were um was in this film. Oh God! But I could yeah. never spot him. I mean, I, I know never so many him. people that were on the set. Of my fellow writers that were on the set. Let's see, J.W. Bookwalter on my show. He was there on the set. Uh, yeah. Donald Farmer, Uncle Bob Martin from Fangoria. Yeah, he's actually in there. Every writer <laughs> abused their credibility, and I would have back then too to get yeah. uh, to play a zombie on the desk. <laughs> yeah. But what's funny is, like, when you watch the audio comment, yeah, oh, definitely. But um, they were saying how, like, like Savini and all of them, Greg Nicotero, Berger, um, who's the Everett Burrell, uh, and Mike Deke. Yeah. They were, my, they were all huge fans of the Cramps. And they said they got super fucking excited when they found out that the Cramps were going to come down to play zombies. So they were, like, arguing who's going to do Lux Interior's makeup. And yet, here we are. You never see him. I, I've watched this movie a million times. Damned if I could find him in the fucking zombie crowds. I love this scene because it shows that this poor zombie's afraid of the dark. Yeah, it's freaking out. It's like yanking on the chains trying to get out of there. Yeah, like right here, you're supposed to be terrified that she's going to be raped, but you really don't get that because, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, Romero's a classy guy. Like, he didn't want to, like, like he, he showed the intent of, hey, we're a bunch of lonely, horny soldiers, and, ooh, her boyfriend is fucking going down the tube, so maybe we'll get a shot at some loving. But he never went there, which I always loved. Because that would ruin the film for me. I, that's one thing I can't stand with, in movies is rape scenes. That's one of my, eh, that, that usually ruins a film for me. The yeah. only way I can watch I Spit on Your Grave is with Joe Bob's commentary. And if Joe Bob's not talking to it through it, I don't want to see it. I, I don't, and that's what ruined um, Rob Zombie's Halloween for me, is right in the beginning of the film. Well, after when he grows up, like this, to me, a, pretty useless rape scene. Like, ew, yeah, here's some guys raping oh, a girl. Oh, God, in yeah, cell. yeah, and the unrated cut, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah it's, it, 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 that ruined the film. I never could get past that part. And that car was like, actually like, right. there. That's not a set decoration. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot See, of these the in the mine. tanks and everything. Yep. Yeah, no, this was all stuff that was left behind in the mine. Like, this is, this, they didn't have to set decorate the mine at all. Except for this, the, tra- the little trailer home with the, um, with the backyard. But other than that, everything in this mine was this there already. This was actually, if you look around and didn't guess, this was actually the, the casting crew hangout joint. The, you know. Yeah. Well, what was it? Um, Greg Nicotero was joking that this looked like George Romero's apartment. They were like, they, what they do, raid George Romero's apartment? Because <laughs> they said he lived like this. Like he'd he had like the giant best murals of the tropical... whole movie. Yeah, coming up. Shit, I mean, he's a got it right. Year old kid, is... I agreed with him. <laughs> yeah. 
Hell, I could do that even if this shit isn't going on. I get on a plane and get the fuck out of here. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pack, man. Yeah, no. He, he's he got right. It's the end of the world. Why waste your fucking time trying to cure people that no longer exist? You know? <laughs> yeah. We've really gotten here. <laughs> we've really gotten here today where this speech yeah. is just. Yeah, no, this is perfect. Like, oh, this, I, like I said, this is some of Romero's best writing. Is Day of the Dead, and it actually ended up in his own words. This is he not said, my favorite, favorite Yeah, this is not my favorite of the Romero zombie film, but this is my favorite mm. movie pulled out of someone's ass during last thirty seconds ever made. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love this film. And it really I was. Mean, I, I mean, this. it was like, okay, you have three weeks to rewrite your entire script, tell the characters yeah. to change their entire motivations they've been working on for fucking months. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I mean, they, they, they fucked Romero over on this one. But he still managed to make an awesome film. That's what it boils down to. Like, like yeah, in, it's just in the too pitch. bad that we didn't get to see it until six months after it yeah. came out. Yeah. <laughs> if this movie was released in 1981, really, 1981, when this unrated stuff was really in vogue, I'd say he had yeah. had another hit. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, now it's got a huge following. Now Day of the Dead is beloved by Romero fans. So was Texas you know? Chainsaw Massacre 2, and that movie was hated when it first came out. Yeah. Oh, God, I remember um, a friend of my Street father's. Trash. Because I, I wanted to go see um, Texas 2. And a friend of my father was like, oh, don't waste your time. That movie's so fucking stupid. So I didn't see it in theaters. And then when it came out on, of course, video, I rented it right away, and I was like, fuck that guy. This movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, Street it Trash too. Street... and that's why it was great. Well, to me, it wasn't stupid. It was just funny. It was great. It was, I mean, it was yeah. the 80s, you know? That's funny how the two movies, this is the dark part of the 80s. The doom mindset of there could be an atomic war any second eighties, and Texas Two was the yuppie party eighties. <laughs> I mean, it had fucking Oingo Boingo on the on well, the soundtrack for Christ's sake. And this is more the Romero who lived through the seventies when shit was actually yeah. free, and he's seen how oppressed yeah. things really got in the eighties. I mean, in the eighties, yeah. you if you wanted to. Watching a porn, you just went to the porn theaters and went to your local porno shop. Yeah. Yeah. And nowadays, you can't even sell an adult film on fucking eBay. Yeah, no. You can't make a mutual transaction against people who are like, no, 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 you can't sell that naughty stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, lots of porn sites where you can watch porno all day, but, you know. Yeah, but that's not the point, you know. Yeah, it's all streaming now. Well, it ain't that. It's just the whole wind changes, that stuff we can just casually pick up on Bunkum. It's like, 
oh, I'm going to go rent an adult film and get us a bottle of wine and some good food, and we'll have a night in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, the film's changed now, too. I mean, now it's all about just the coming and the, the fucking. Back then, they actually had stories and beautiful lighting. Yeah. <laughs> But really, back to time, Day of the Dead come out, unrated was Cold War to most people's eyes for adult material. Yeah. And it yeah. had well, the same you, blurb as the goddamn R-rated film. Yeah. What? And you said it. You, you hit the nail on the head. The Cold War. We were in the Cold War. Everything was getting gray. Like, even though everything was flashy colors and party it was like the politics of America. We had a we had a fucking cowboy in the White House, you know. I mean, Repo Man hit it too. With John Wayne was a fag, you know. It's just like this whole macho yeah. attitude. <laughs> but there was also this yeah. repression going on. This self, like like um, it was like there was like um a duality in America of, on one hand, you had a want to return to innocence. That's why there were so many films based in the 1950s that came out in the 80s. Did you notice that in the 80s? How was the 70s like, you know, Return to the Innocence? But, yeah, I mean, in the 70s, it was our exploitation films were better. Not because they were better. Mm. It's just that they were freer to talk about serious shit. They were getting into a more repressed mentality. That's why there was such a push of, like, you know, Ronald Reagan in the White House, you know, 1950s. And then you had the other side where they were fighting against it with the teen sex romp films and the, you know, gross uh, comedy films. So, you know, there was, a, there was a, a, a battle over the soul of America at the time. Which way are we going to go? Yeah. Well, here we are in 2021. Do you think this movie would have... <laughs> Yeah, I think this movie would have done better if they would have had a light moment like with the pie fight scene. Well, it does no. have light moments like coming up here, like the whole no. thing he says when Logan leaves the room and then the look on this poor bastard's eyes. No, because I mean, Romero you really wanted to see go and that Logan was uh, abused as a kid, you know. You see him looking at yeah. his eyes, we were trained to be good little boys and girls. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait for it. Here, here is the callback. The callback to Dawn of the Dead. You can do this. Aww. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm turning up my volume. Yeah, the gong. But still, how pathetic is it that poor zombie is scared of the dark? Dark, yeah. <laughs> well, that's where, that's the direction Romero was going, which he went even further with um, Land of the Dead, that the zombies are getting smarter and organized. Yeah. Which, if he would have did his um, original Day of the Dead uh, script, there would have been... An, um, an army faction of dead. There was going to be trained zombies yeah. set to fight and protect them from the other zombies. And it would have been an all-out zombie <laughs> war. But he didn't get to do that script. <laughs> 
I continue to let him exist. <laughs> Howard Sherman just steals this movie, and he wasn't even intended yeah. to be the main zombie. Yeah. And the makeup is excellent. They did the old stretch the skin, they apply the latex, dry. let it dry, let it go. Yeah. Oh, it was, the, it was that, and yeah. they did sculpt out appliances. That's right. Oh, I forgot who sculpted it. It wasn't the K&B guys. It was, um, oh, it was, I think it was the guy from Optic Nerve who sculpted it. I could be wrong. So oh, Bullrich. Anyone's listening to this? Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, the, the guys from Optic Nerve worked on this. Like, this was, this was the start of all these big hitter fucking special effects artists. And it, they still admit if this, they didn't do yeah. this film... They wouldn't have went as far as they did. Look at that. The fucking streaks of flesh coming off from the late razor. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. But I just like even how his jacket has the K on it. Like he's been wearing it since the start. You can tell he like died from the start of this and he's just like totally deteriorating. His skin's getting leathery. Oop, Salem's Lot. <laughs> a little Stephen King reference, because Stephen King and George Romero were best as buddies. Yeah, because they had done, uh, let's see. He, uh, Stephen King was in Night Rider, and then they did uh, Creep Show. Yep. Yeah, because, and they were originally going to do The Stand together. Um, Romero yeah, was supposed they, to direct The Stand, but they never gave it to him. Well, Romero wanted time. He didn't want to do the quick four-hour version, which ended up making it a six-hour movie. Yeah. (laughs) See, look how big his coat jacket looks on him right there. Yeah. You know. And he did that on purpose, so he looked small. Yeah, small, out of control, you know. Yeah. Cause even like you look said, at a the kid pants. trying to play soldier. This is the only time you really get to look at the pants down there, see? Yeah. And that even the boy's too like big for his britches, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be one of the greatest ad-libs ever in zombie movie history. Oh, Aunt Alicia? Yeah. Oh, he wasn't That's supposed to say that? That's the moment when Romero was like, he wasn't supposed to say anything. See, they don't match up. Mm. And you can guess who originally was supposed to drop, who dropped this script. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, there you go. He was supposed to do that. He was originally <laughs> supposed to see Rhodes and then, you know. <laughs> yeah. I actually got blessed by um, Pilato he, uh, as a pus fuck. <laughs> he, sat, he made me kneel in the middle of a parking lot. He goes, you are now a pus fuck. 
<laughs> I think someone took a picture of me doing it, too. <laughs> yeah, he was great. You. He was one of my favorite. Yeah. yeah. He, he was probably one of the greatest autographs I ever got because he fucking just hung out with you. You know, you didn't just get an autograph. You got a performance. Oh, from him. that was one of the best things about the show is just me and them talking shit to each other for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then me and Gary uh, he... Clark wasted 20 minutes talking about stunts. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he greatly missed. Great man. Both of them. And both of them are. Yeah. And this is timely because there is a new uh, Romero film out. <laughs> oh, yeah? Are you going to say what yeah, I think you're going to say? Park. The amusement park. What was that? The amusement park. Is that out or is that... Because I want a disc release. Well, I'm going to see it on Central Cinema Wednesday with a double feature with the crazy. So, yeah, it's pretty much out of your theater. Local repertory theater scheduling it. Damn it. I got to go online and see if I can find where it's playing. Because that's the only Romero film I haven't seen. And what that is, is it was a film he made for the Mormons showing an anti-ageism film that was filmed in a park in uh, Pittsburgh that never was released until now. Oh, God. Really? It's a Mormon film? I didn't even know that. I haven't looked well, enough into it. Yeah, I just that's put... who did it. And it has uh, the guy who played uh, Kuda and Martin. Oh, that's great. Oh, so, yeah, it's probably filmed around the same time as Martin, right? Like before or after? Before. Look how crazy he looks there, Liberty. Yeah. Now, this is when Liberty really starts to lose it, you know. Yeah. Because he's got the I even like the subtle, subtle touch of the, like, the blackness under the eyes. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, that zombie right there. Um, Howard Berger and Greg mm-hmm. Nicotero making fun of it because zombie because um, Savini did the hair punch and they were like he was in a rush and he was punching in clumps instead of like doing single hairs at a time he was punching in like fistfuls of hair so it looks like a bad uh, toupee glued to his head <laughs> when they show it up close the one that bites yeah. um, the soldier's arm yeah. And right here is when the shit really starts to hit the fan. Yeah. And there's the first time that <laughs> Nick and Terrell gets killed in this film. Yeah. Oh, the funny story about that was uh, Greg Nicotero, right before they were filming it. That's a fucking Halloween mask. Yeah. Well, that's Savini's hair punch because <laughs> he was in a rush. <laughs> this is a brilliant effect. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it looks so like weird because he just punched in clumps of hair. It's like clump of hair, bald spot, clump of hair, bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just see the mass just, yeah. Oh, there's some great stories on the Umbrella commentary with Greg Nicotero. 
Um, so this was the time when Savini was using a lot. Um, he was really into this like R and B latex foam rubber, and just like, look, it's stretchy, it's great. They wanted to use McLaughlin foam. And Savini would come over, and every time they made an appliance out of the McLaughlin foam, he would come over and tear it, going, look at this stuff, shit. You have to use my latex. So one of the guys pissed in his vat of, uh, <laughs> of R&B latex. <laughs> I always love that. So, 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 yeah, so many actors got fucking faces. <laughs> because they were like, oh, yeah, Savini? So they you know this right when the cons started? The cons really started getting big, and it was really with yeah. Savini with the shit. I mean, I've heard if I can have a dollar for every story about some guy, some guy or girl going up to Savini at a con and offering him pussy, offering him weed, offering him drugs. Yeah, a little of the uh, nose candy. This was about the time he got divorced, too. Was it? I thought that was during Night of Living Dead 90. Yeah. No, this was um, Day of the Dead, 85. Night of the Living Dead, 1990s, when he got his divorce. That's oh, why okay. that film... I don't even think his daughter, Leah, was born yet. Anyway, I just love that story that they pissed in his foam latex. <laughs> and and I, So he's making all these appliances out of the foam latex that's got their piss in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, so I mean, really, extra. you can just tell by looking at the movies. No one sold them because, like I said, I met the real Tom Savini in a drive-in, and mm-hmm. he's pretty cool. Yeah, I met him several. Yeah, I met him, I met Savini several times, and every time he was fucking awesome and cool. Signed anything I would fucking give him. I mean, for Christ's sake, yeah. he if a you meet him off the clock. Yeah, if you meet Savini off the clock, he's a cool motherfucker. Yeah, I enjoyed every experience I ever had with him. So, and I met him lots of times. I got like a folder full of shit autographed by him. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention Dr. Tongue in the beginning, that Savini bust. Uh, you know who owns that now? You know who owns who? that um, of puppet now? Uh, Kurt Hammett from Metallica. Who? Actually bought it off yeah, of Savini. <laughs> yeah. Hammett's got, I think, one of the, if not the biggest collection that's now that the... Ackerman collection's been busted up. Yeah, that uh, that broke my heart when I heard about that. Didn't I I think uh, Guillermo del Toro um got a lot of that, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but fuck him because he could have saved it and opened an Ackerman, a forest Ackerman museum and preserved the whole collection, but he wouldn't do it. Ah. Uh. Well, that's because he's got his own um, Bleak House going, so. Uh. 
Yeah. <laughs> I liked on the commentary, they talked about how there was so many dead bats on the walls. Like, like there was a lot of live bats, but if, when bats died yeah. in that mine, they just, they could become like mm-hmm. mummies. So you could be walking along the wall and there'd be like a, like a hundred dead bats that are mummified against the wall. With living bats on top and of it. And imagine having to breathe air full of decayed bats and bat shit all the time. Yeah. Well, they said they come out of the mines blowing their nose black. Like, every day, it was like black soot in their lungs. Yeah. Oh, and they also had a giant um, exhaust fan. And they said when they looked in it, when mm-hmm. it, it was turned off, it was filled <laughs> with, like, chopped up bats. <laughs> so yeah, there was a, apparently there's a lot oh, of rotting he's bats. He's in, in shell that shock right there, you know. Yeah. And he's like, "Is she acting? Is this real?" <laughs> oh no, Lori! I, I'm surprised she didn't move on the bigger films. She's a really fucking excellent I'm, actor. Actor. Well, as great as she is, and if you got to remember, you're only as good as how much you do at the box office. Yeah. And that's the sad thing with films. It's like they only remember the ones that make a lot of money, but they don't remember the good ones. You know, and not every film that makes a lot of money is good. Yeah. I mean, really, everybody's good. Like, you wouldn't know he's not Jamaican, the other guy's not Irish. Yeah. Yeah, they're regular, like, just American people. <laughs> Fucking, you know. I've seen well, him got in the a con once, and this guy went up to me. He's like, you don't have a fucking Irish accent? And he looked at him, he said in his regular accent, yeah, it breaks your fucking heart, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, got, I, I love my um, Day of the Dead. I got autographed. Fucking um, Romero, uh, Howard Sherman autographed it. I'm looking at it now. Staler autographed it. Joe Pilato autographed it. Miguel autographed it. The guy who plays Miguel. Sarah autographed it. So I'm, like, happy. And I'm glad I got her autograph because I also got her dad's autograph on my night of the living dead. I got Chili Billy Cardell's autograph. Oh, God, yeah. He was like ro- <laughs> royalty at Monster Bash. Uh, yeah. Like the Son of the Monkey show was like, he's here. He's here. He's here. Yeah. Who's here? <gasps> Chili Billy's here. And then all of a sudden, it was like, you heard like, you know, like, doo 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 doo. And he was cool as hell, too. Yeah, no, he was, he was sweet. He was cool. I rarely had a yeah. bad time. The only bad time getting an autograph was fucking, uh, what's his name? Carradine. David, David Carradine, fucking Kung Fu. He, he turned out to be a big prick. You must have caught him sober. Yeah, right? <laughs> a little dead baby thing. <laughs> fucking, you know, walk up to a stand to get his autograph. I, I had his book. And then he's like, $50. I'm like, oh, that's, wow, really? But I have the book. And he's like, I'm on my break. And he got up and walked away. And I was like, yeah, well, fuck you. You know? 
I was tempted to take the book and leave it on the table too, but I was like, no, that cocksucker would turn around and sell it. (laughs) Dickhead. Yeah, that was the only bad experience that I ever got. And the other one was, um, it wasn't so much a bad experience as it was no experience. I waited in line for two hours to get Toby Hooper's autograph, and they were like, no more autographs, he left. I was like, motherfucker. So, I mean, I don't know if it was him or maybe he was sick or what have you. Oh, God. I love that bit right there with... uh... Yeah. It shows Logan basically torturing a zombie. Yeah, to make them civilized. And there's Greg Nicotero's head, which is funny because, like, he always hates it because he says it looked real in real life, but the way they filmed it, it looks like a big rubber prop. Yeah, it does because of the way they filmed it, just because uh Probably time or whatever. Who knows? But it's funny because Guillermo del Toro mentioned, he's like, yeah, when I originally saw it, I thought it was the greatest severed head I've ever seen. Now when I watch it, I'm like, wow, it looks like a big rubber prop. <laughs> that goes to show how far we've come, special effects. I mean, who cares, well, though? Like, far it's still cool. The difference is between the way the zombies look in Donna the dead and this. Yeah. I think well, yeah, uh, the blue Blu-rays that me and you have were the first time that the zombies were properly color time. Yeah, they weren't just like blue. <laughs> but I mean, it works for Day well, of the Dead. I remember the original media tape of Day of the Dead. You couldn't tell all the purple, and that uh, Bub was white, not yellow skin. Yeah. Well, I mean, on my DVD, he's still a little yellow, but but you're right. They need to do um a, an actual, like, upgrade. But from the prints that they have, like I said, they originally made 10 prints, and they're all shitty, <laughs> you know? That's what they got to work with. Look at his teeth. They did a great job yeah, on his teeth, This one, too. I'm shocked how easy it was to find. It's one of those, it's like after the pain in the asses that it was to get done, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be $13? Yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> well, I think my, my import umbrella Blu-ray, which has, like, a shit ton of features on it that even the um, Shout Factory doesn't have or the um, other ones yeah. uh, uh, Anchor Bay doesn't have, um, well, what it did is it took, it took everything from um, Shop Factories and the um, Anchor Bay did releases, and he put them all together. That's what the Umbrella one did. So that's why I always recommend people get the Umbrella one because you get a lot for your buck, and well, including the original behind the scenes. Love and it says Umbrella releasing, import that motherfucker. Yeah. And I only paid, I think, not even 20 bucks for it. You know, and that's with the shipping and everything. Yeah. So I was shocked. I was like, wow, really? It's that cheap? <laughs> uh, I'm I felt sorry for releases, him because so. they made him actually chew on rubber. And you can tell. Yeah. Oh, when he pulls his head back at one point, it snaps. There it goes. 
It's like sharp. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the behind the scenes on the original Anchor Bay um, disc that came out, which was the first one I got, they were showing like they were like, well, what what are the zombies eating mostly? And it's like turkey. They had she pulls out a big thing out of the refrigerator that's like turkey meat, um, barbecue sauce, uh, sausages. Yeah. So a lot of the zombies, when they were noshing down, they just went to the local. Um, food market and emptied out their meat counter, you know, and cooked it up, threw a bunch of barbecue sauce on it, and there you, you know go. There was your now that he's food. gone, look at this. Now that Rose has gone yeah. fucking crazy, it's close. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, he's in his element now. Yeah. Well, he went full fascist. Like, he's He's just taking over. He's like, fuck this. Fuck these scientists. Those are my men. Well, I don't blame I don't... him. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, Logan was using his soldiers as, like, food and shit. Yeah. It's food and shit. And ex- Logan fucked them. And the experiment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine getting your arm cut off with no anesthesia? You just like laying there in pain. Miguel. I think he was in another Romero film. I'm trying to remember. Because Romero always brought Night people Riders. back to films. That's it. Night yeah, Riders. Night Riders. Yeah. Fuck. I might have to watch that tonight. And what's <laughs> funny is this is the shortest of the Romero uh, let's see. Well, this one's how long? Let me see. Do, 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 do. 101 minutes. No, it's about, about two I'm minutes. looking at it. I'm looking at my disc right now. 101 minutes. Yeah, about two minutes longer than, uh, night. Yeah. Usually, now, now I'm I keep forgetting that everyone but Don is usually around 100 to 105 minutes. Let's see. All of them are 101 minutes except for my original uh, Anchor Bay, which my original Anchor Bay says 102 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's no such. There never was. This is what. This is the rare. Well, that was on yeah, the film where we got the director's cut first time out. Yeah, there was nothing cut out of it. There's no missing scenes. This is it. Well, that's because they didn't have the money to film, you know, to go filming <laughs> crazy like they did with Dawn. Yeah. I mean, Dawn of the Dead is like, what, fucking like three hours long now? <laughs> People keep fighting more and more Yeah, scenes. with everything in it, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care, though. I love this film. I love this gritty little shit film. Not shitty, but like, you know. It's, it's aged not a, film. It's a hell of a lot better than a lot of the ones, you know. Yeah. 
this one I find the characters more engaging than any of his other ones. Yeah. I mean, Night of the Living Dead's a classic that could never be touched. Dawn of the Dead's a fun romp. But this one, it's like, this is how I really feel people would be in a zombie apocalypse. They wouldn't be partying. They wouldn't be yeah. riding motorcycles, you know, having acrobatic okay. stunts yeah. and shit. This is how yeah. people would be. Right now, we're really at one hour and maybe 20 minutes. And right now, the action is just kicking in, and it's the climax. Yeah. Yeah. There's no big comedy scene. There's no big war scene. You notice that that seemed to me to be the hardest thing for Romero is that he didn't include any levity bits. Right. Well, yeah, from here on out, it's just survival, you know? The racism coming up. Yeah, that's the first time you've ever seen Rhodes say anything racist. You notice that's when, like I said, his clothes fit. Yeah. This is it. Like, they devolved into the authoritarians. You know, fuck everyone else. We're going to survive. You're... We're going to keep this guy alive well, just to fly us out of here. I mean, look how many of his, his friends that were fucking murdered by Frankenstein in this bullshit. Yeah. Well, no, they died. It was just as Frankenstein exploited the – oh, wow, I love that stack of helmets. That um, Frankenstein just exploited the leftovers of the massacres when the zombies got the guys. Yeah. I mean, Rhodes wasn't killing them. He was just using the parts. And that's what drove um, Rose crazy. Yeah. You hear that sound? You know where they got that sound from? Yeah. Where? They lifted. They lifted it from uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh yeah, doo 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 doo. Yeah, that's from John Carpenter's The Thing. That's where Meryl's little homage to John Carpenter because they were buddies. I love the ele- yeah. all the things breaking down in this motherfucking place. That goddamn elevator. Yeah. <laughs> there he said it. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Bub. Bub was the greatest zombie. There's two zombies that I will always love. That's Bub and the Steven zombie from fucking Dawn of the Dead, the way he walked. I love Big Daddy. Which one? Big Daddy? Big Daddy. That's a cool one, yeah. yeah. Big Daddy's cool. I'm trying to think, what are some other hero zombies from classics? So, of course, Tar Man. Tar Man, a worm face from Zombie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember the I mean, they used him as a poster of... zombie. I mean... I love the look yeah. on this one's face when his bottom oh, with the rest of his body separated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, what the, what the, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're missing a lot. Uh, like, there's just the so fuck? much going on. So many, 
so many different actors. Like, like we just missed um, that one big actor, not actor, but uh, the one she just bashed in the head. Oh God, he's famous. Fuck. Yeah. Was he the writer for Fangoria? That was what. I know he's come. That was what. He's doing the. No, uh, yeah. Uncle Bob doesn't show up until the big horde at the end. That was luck. Yeah. Okay. All right. I recognize the hairdo when he's mentioned it. Yeah. I love that. They told him being peaceful, but when it comes time, he takes the big guns. He's like, fuck you. I take the big guns now, motherfucker. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, you're not allowed to curse on this show now? No, I just... Pass gas. <laughs> Audience oh. might have heard it, but... <laughs> but yeah, he took those two guns. I love how scared he is right there. How human he made. They yeah. make uh, those two. Yeah. Ooh, he just he just said the S word. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, you know what I'm saying, right? The S word. Yeah. It was that, that, that S that did this. <laughs> you yeah. know, the, the racial term for uh, Latinos. Oh, I forgot he said that. Yeah, that fucking speck. Yeah, you could say because, you, you know, you're Latino, but I can't. <laughs> I love that. That was a bat. That was the end joke to the crew, wasn't it? The fact that the bat. Right oh, yeah. The well, yeah, because the they brought in his. Yeah, they brought in this, like, big rubber bat. <laughs> they had the bat fly by him. At one point, the bat was flying, and it fell off the string. It's in one of the scenes. I think we missed it already, where where you can see the I bat know, flying, and it just have... drops. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the bat on the string. Yeah, see, some of these zombies, I should have, I should have like looked them up and wrote a list, but a lot of these zombies are like, like friends from other films, and yeah, I know one of them. This is when he really, you know, everybody wanted in. He did not have to pay. He did not have to worry about casting extras for this film. Yeah, he had to worry because there's some people he had to turn away because so many people wanted to be zombies. I just wish I knew which one was Lux Interior from the Cramps. Well, I think we just seen him. He was the one that got the top of his head cut off because that looked just like <laughs> do. I don't think it's him. I gotta, I gotta really look it up one day. I gotta research it. I know one yeah. of the zombies is in um, Night of the Living Dead, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Uh, I'll point him out when he shows up. See, now this was in the trailer, and I remember I was like, when I saw this little scene, like they showed like a second of this in the trailer, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be epic. <laughs> and those zombies look so I love so the religious fucking... bit right there. You know, yeah. just that whole woo-woo-woo-woo. Yeah, the, uh, the, the sign of the cross, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's harsh. He's just laying there letting them bite him. Oh, he dropped the word again. You little yellow bastard. My God. Damn, George. <laughs> no, he's not. 
Here's Even where in the daylight, famous the people really start popping up. I'm sorry? This is where we really start seeing the famous people really pop up. Yeah. And this wasn't in the script, them falling off the elevator. I love how polite the zombies are. Oh, we got to wait for yeah. the elevator to stop. <laughs> well, yeah, the one accidentally oh, falls you off. I love it. They're so polite. Yeah. Shit, there's a one. <laughs> <laughs> you looking at the camera, too. You asshole. Yeah. But you know what? He fucking stayed in character, so they left it in. It's not like he fell and was like, oh, shit. Nope, he fell and just kept being a zombie. Road, you cocksucker. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's a limited depth of field shot right there. Isn't that what they say about that new Army of the Dead? Like, every scene is shot with a limited depth of field, so it's only focused on the characters and the backgrounds are all blurry. Have you seen it yet? Yeah. Is it any good? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Watch Train of Busan instead. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm going to eventually see it. I just don't want – I'm just – I don't know. I mean, I'm hearing mixed reviews. It's all uh, right. I've just seen so many, you know. Yeah. It's just another heist film. They just added zombies. Okay, Aww. yeah, because when I saw the trailer, it looked like the Fast and the Furious with zombies. You know, it's like that Fast and Furious excitement. Oh, this this is touching. I can't believe Romero got away with making a touching scene in a zombie film with a zombie crying, with Bub crying. And he does say daddy. You'll hear him when he turns around and got the snot coming out. Yeah, he's saying it over and over again. Daddy, daddy. Yeah. There it is. Daddy. (laughs) And guns. They were supposed to bring that him back in um, Land of the Dead. They were going to have, like, a little quick cameo, like they did with Savini as um, Blade. Yeah. Oh, that was Greg Nicotero. So a zombie just passed by with a beard. That was Greg Nicotero with a big fake uh-huh. beard on. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> I love it how high-pitched the voice gets. And that's really yeah, how they did that, that guy's voice was. To, um, yeah, because they figured if they're pulling the head off, it'll stretch the um, the vocal cords. Oh, it's great. Like the classic days of practical effects where it was like there was no such thing as digital, so it had to be magic. <laughs> and, and really, it was. Well, that's why um, Savini called his book Grand Illusions, because to him, doing the special effects are magic tricks. Oh, now, that right. zombie, the, the one with the long thing. hair, looked like the same zombie from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Remember there was a long-haired zombie that got shot yeah. in that one, too? There he was, Uncle Joe, Uncle Bob. See, right there. 
No, no, I didn't see him yet. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. There's the fingers getting oh, bit off. No, you'll be photo in the Playboy uh, review. He his face right in the fucking there camera. There he is. Yeah, yeah I, he just passed by. <laughs> Uncle Bob from Fangoria. All right. Well, Listen in, everybody, as we tell, try to guess who, who a zombie. When the background zombies just stuck their faces in the camera and they're supposed to stay in the background. Yeah. Well, yeah, they had a problem because they wanted the um, – makeup zombies in the front and they used a bunch of mask zombies that were supposed to stay in the back but every time they put the masks on them they'd start running up to the front to get on camera and they had to keep going no you yeah. guys stay in the fucking back you know <laughs> we want the makeups the ones we spent hours doing makeups on to be in the front you fucks oh i love that ballerina zombie if you notice she's walking on her tippy toes like a yeah. ballerina should. This always got me that that when that electric guitar hits in, it's like man, man, that's so eighties. Oh, this soundtrack is so eighties. It's still good, but it's very, very eighties. Yeah. Clowns on. You know how they always have get... those uh, uh, the curtains pulled, don't you? No. So you couldn't tell the off the real working offices. <laughs> well, yeah, and some of those rooms were the makeup labs. Some of the rooms were costuming. Some of the rooms, yeah. Yeah. They said they would be filming sometimes, and on purpose they would, like, let a blender go or something, you know, or, or like, start, like, airbrushing and the generator would hit in, the air compressor would hit in. Oh, I love that zombie. And with, this like, right here was uh, improv, improv of uh, his before he shoots himself. Yeah, he does the, um, like, right at the end, he wants to be, uh, oh, I love that one with the fucking moss, like the green moss. Oh, the Ted Danson zombie, as they called it. Yeah. <laughs> so right around here, he's supposed to see Pat Logan. Oh, no, he already got shot, I think. Yeah, Pat Logan yeah. was um, the uh, Uncle Reed from the um, Night of the Living Dead 1990. He's in. He's one of the zombies in this scene that passed. I guess I missed him. <laughs> well, that's how fast passed is. That's how fast. Yeah. The pace changes during the last 20 minutes. I mean, it just starts out slow and then boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Then it's like fucking neck break speed yeah, yeah. even the assholes so you got... at this point you give a shit about them I mean you don't want them to die <laughs> I mean really I even Rhodes doesn't do anything truly fucking well, I mean, heinous he's a, he's a bigot and he did shoot um, Fisher yeah but you know what I mean that 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 I would say just it's like, what would you do in that situation Oh, that woman right there that just got shot, the zombie, uh-huh. she's the mother in uh, Creepshow with um, Atkins. And is that John Volts? I think that's John Volts right there. Yeah. That might be John Volts, I think. <laughs> he just got his boots. Which, if you notice, there's like a stream of water and shit. 
right before the blood hits out. Yeah. They said that was a mistake because they tested it with water. But then when Romero's like, why was there clear liquid? They were like, oh, don't worry, um, George, that's brain fluid. <laughs> when they knew they fucked up. They fucked up and forgot to take the water out. <laughs> so they're like, no, Romero, that's, uh, that's brain fluid. It's <laughs> a little special effects fuck up right there. <laughs> but they, they were able to pass it, calling it brain fluid. Oh, God. This is one of the nastiest stories coming out. Uh, look, right now these face and bub, his clothes don't fit again. Yeah. Showdown. That's a great scene when they just notice each other. Yeah, <laughs> fucking idiot. Why didn't he just stick one of the clips in as soon as he got one? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, and probably like, yeah, probably like with the baggy clothes, he wasn't ready to be this. He, he was probably just like a hack soldier, you know, and then he was thrusted into being a big boss, but he couldn't handle it, you know? Yeah, just bound the chain just some, of command. Yeah. He's just a dumb grunt. <laughs> yeah. And look at Bob. This motherfucker just boom, boom, boom. I ain't missing shit. Yeah. Because if you notice, Bob <laughs> is a very goddamn accurate shooter. He's actually, his acting uh-huh. is actually pretty spot on. Because you always see movies, people get shot, and then they get up running and, you know, doing acrobats after they get shot. I would figure when a bullet rips through your muscle, you're not going to be very mobile, which is why this yeah. makes sense, the way he's leaning against the wall, trying to walk, because he's all fucked up now, because Bub shot him up. You're not going to become more, like, animated, like, oh, shit, I got shot. It's only a flesh wound. I'll be fine. Here we go. Boom. So in the background, and most of those guys were at, um, that one BQ. Uh, I keep forgetting the name of that band, but it's like a band. I keep looking for um, uh, Lux Interior in that scene. I could never notice them, though. Because yeah. you know that's probably where he would be. It's with the rest of the musicians, you know. Because uh, G-Force is there. That NBQ yeah. whatever band is there. Yeah, ah, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> What's Always nasty wonder, where about the this go? is that they had the guts uh, supposedly yep. stored for the weekend, but the refrigerator got unplugged, and that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was rotting intestines. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. His zombie's got a gun. Here comes Romero. Well, you see him for like two seconds, or at least his legs. Boom! There's Romero's legs. Mm. Well, it was mostly his scarf, you see. That zombie that was biting into the arm, he's interviewed on the behind-the-scenes stuff. So that's pretty cool. Like I say, if you get the Umbrella or the original Anchor Bay release, it has this great, like, 30-minute behind-the-scenes where they're just interviewing random yeah, I love that zombie just beating the shit out of that cage. He's like, fuck yeah. you, cage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, the, the the haunting echoing sounds of the zombies in the cave, in the uh, mine. 
Oh, yeah, they're creepy. actually coming out and now they know they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> so this always got me. It's like, oh shit, they came out outside. Now they've got to get back inside the base. <laughs> I love the fact that they're playing the dream music again, and if you really don't remember yeah. that from the first, you won't get that. Yeah. Yeah, because this is the opening, the music from the opening scene when she's dreaming. Oh. You see that tarp over up. there? The what? Yeah, that tarp over there that she's laying next to her. Uh-huh. That was remember that's when the original ending of the movie where somehow they found a way to stop it. Oh, okay. But they were keeping that dead body there to keep an eye on him and it was supposed to end like three weeks after they got to the island. Ugh. And they weren't coming back. That I didn't know. She pulls out the calendar to show that it wasn't all a dream. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird way to end it. Like, the zombies grab her out of the helicopter, and then she wakes up on a beach. Always had mixed oh, God, feelings about no. that ending. Oh, God, no. The ending wasn't that bad. No, it's not bad. It's just a little confusing. It's a fucking song. <laughs> Hey, come on! The song's not that terrible. It's it, to me because it's it uh, is like yes, what the eighties were. This yes, it is. Hey, Galen Ross cast this movie. Yeah, she was the um casting. In your eyes. <laughs> but really, when this movie came out, it was a fucking event. I mean, if you know every writer that had. You know, cred with the horror community. They're like, okay, we'll go there and we'll be in there and stuff. Everybody yeah. wants to be a zombie in a Romero movie. Yeah, but like I said, you know, it came out and then it disappeared. Shooting marking, like... uh, uh, music made for a movie that wasn't made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, no, I'm the, not this, making this a joke. This song is very 80s. It's weird because every time I watch this movie, I also think of like, what's that Christy McNichol movie? Um, the pirate film <laughs> or a pirate movie? Yeah. Like, it's, like this song has like that happy, everybody's on a beach, everybody's having fun, you know? <laughs> but life is dark as shit. <laughs> yeah, but just think about the original ending you're supposed to be to go with this song. You know, the zombie plague is over, the zombie war, you know. And it was supposed to be some city fighting. Yeah, this was going to be a fucking epic beyond epic. If you have the original uh, DVD or the Shout Factory Blu-ray or the Umbrella Blu-ray, 
you put in your computer, there's a PDF file that shows you the original script. Ah, shit, see, I don't have a computer, so. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I'm sure if I went online and looked Day of the Dead script, I could find it and get a oh, hard God, copy. Oh, God, yeah, because this used to be one of the biggest things on the script trading, script trading scene, you know. This Army of Darkness. You wasn't nobody I if remember, you hadn't read the original script, The Day of the Dead. Yeah. I remember Army of Darkness was a big um, one, too, everyone was looking for, because it was all the, before they put out the unrated cuts of Army of Darkness, with the different scenes and the different ending and all that shit. Saturn Rucker. Yeah, this oh, movie, God, that's right. Yeah. The, yeah. Everything about this movie was 280s for its own good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was the 80s, you know. It had, it definitely had, like, um, a reggae feel to it with, like, a lot of the music and sound, you know. He even said, um, oh, the uh, composer, oh, what the fuck's his name? God damn, he was the DP on a lot of films, too. Ah, my mind is going to shit. You know who I'm talking about. Gornick. Oh, Harrison. He said he... He purposely went with more of um, a Caribbean sound because everything was so 80s, you know? Yeah, well, if you've read the original script, it was supposed to take place on a Caribbean island. Yeah. It started off in the Miami, but then the three characters get kidnapped by Rhodes and his crew, and they were using... Uh, the humans as uh, food for the zombie army. And yeah, the no, rich were living like uh, bloated, uh, you know, the rich were living underground. And the whole society yeah, the was soldiers. built on those airboat. And it was an airboat city, like in Waterworld. Yeah. And that's kind of what Land of the Dead did is they had um, the tower where all the rich lived in the tower and the poor people lived on the ground around the tower, you know? <laughs> so, and they you were know, living in the slums of the left the original ending of Land of the Dead, which would have been the poor folks and the zombie killing everyone in the tower while uh, yeah. Big Daddy and uh, the leader of the humans that drove uh, the big, the dead reckoning, Mm-hmm. They were standing, yeah. supposed to be standing there while fireworks were going off, and then you heard the rich people getting torn apart and killed in America in the back, and then God bless America. <laughs> oh, kind of like um, Dawn of the Dead with the dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just imagine the, the rich getting killed and the poor taking over, and then God, yeah. while fireworks are going off and them saluting the flag on the 4th of July going to Oxford. <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. I don't think I would have liked that one. That would have been a little too on the nose. Now, I like I liked Land of the Dead yeah. a lot, but I always loved Dawn, uh, Day of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead will always be number one. Then it's Day of the Dead. Then it's Night of the Living Dead for me. So, yeah. But Dawn will always be on top. The of thing me, that was one is that 
really, if you really look at it, Day of the Dead and Return of the Living Dead were both punk rock zombie films. Well, yeah, because I mean, um, they were they. Oh, that's the other thing they were playing. They said the two, they were playing a lot of Roxy music, Dead Kennedys, and the Cramps when they were doing the makeup effects. Yeah. So yeah, no. Return of the Living Dead is just straight in your face punk rock. So. Yeah. <laughs> I might actually have to after With the, after we're done. I might pretty have to much the zombies again. just standing there, point, flipping you off. Yeah, pretty much. I might actually watch this again after we hang up. <laughs> of course, I would post uh-huh. this show on Facebook, but thanks to that Zuck fuck, I'm banned from Facebook again. <laughs> yeah, you make you may you may Trump punkers cry. Yeah, you know, yeah. the shit out of me. Whatever happened to the punk rock <laughs> days where you would walk into a club and go, "Hey, you fucking neo-Nazi faggot," or something? Yeah, get out yeah. of here. And then what would happen? Yeah, no. Nope. to go outside and take care of that shit in the alley. Yeah, well, there was a um, recently at the doll at the doll hut. Doll Hunt or Doll House in um, California, there was a big thing where a bunch of neo-Nazi punks, Trump-supporting tr- punks, showed up starting shit with regular punks. You know, they're, in other words, basically right now they're trying to take over the scene. You know, you got all these young twenty-something punks who are raised by like Ronald Reagan parents, and now they're fucking trying to take over. You know. It's it's ridiculous, and they're using like Johnny Rotten because Johnny Rotten he can go fuck himself now. I have no respect for him anymore. Fuck him and the Sex Pistols. Him and his fucking. You must support Trump because he's more punk than any Democrat ever. It's like really, have you not noticed the fucking his support from neo Nazis? Go fuck yourself and how he spread it nothing but hate, made fun of cripples. You know, use yeah. the religious right. I prefer like, Yellow be Opera. Yeah, Jello Biafra's the hero. Fucking, you know. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Nazi punks, Johnny fuck Rotten. off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Nazi so, punks, no, fuck this, off. Nazi punks, fuck off. These, Nazi punks. You got all these. You got all these like suburban white boys who were raised by conservative parents, growing up now, taking trying to take over the punk scene, and it's disgusting. So it's like I I literally had to leave three punk rock pages now on Facebook, but my last encounter is I you know tried to stand my ground and the fight them. You know what's funny? you told me about you getting banned, I was watching uh, Deadbeat at Dawn, and that one scene come up, and I'm like, this is Fred. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know is that what I mean? at the end when he's fighting? I just fucking hate people. No, yeah. I just fucking hate people. I wake up in the morning and I hate everybody. <laughs> Jim Bev Bever. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's, it, and and I, I I got on them so badly because they were like, oh, we ain't Nazis. I'm like, then you know what? Your leader loves them and they love him. And I gave them, I even showed them like the storm. Um, what is it? The the Nazi Stormfront newspaper coming out to officially endorse Trump. Fucking David Duke and the KKK endorsing Trump. I showed them all kinds of interviews yeah. on YouTube of neo-Nazis coming out, telling them how they felt empowered by they Trump. They don't want to see facts. 
They don't want to see it, but what did they do? They reported me to Zuckerberg for harassment and got me, uh, yeah, little little fucking whiny bitches, you know? It's like, really, what, you can't handle the yeah. truth, you little cocksuckers? This is what you are, you little... Yeah, oh, I don't want to hear the truth, like, I want to hear my... That's the problem. They don't yeah. want to hear their truth. They want to. Hear, they don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear their truth. Yeah, and when I try to explain them about punk rock um, ethics, they were just like, "Oh no, that's just liberal fucking bullshit." It's like, no, this is what punks were. You know, this is what they always been. Like, fuck yeah. you. Isn't it sad you've turned to that old man and that meme? Which one? Which meme? That one that shows that young kid wearing uh, dead Kennedy shirts, and it shows the old man going, oh, little yeah. motherfucker, I bet you don't even know Joe Buffer is, you little yeah. shit. You don't fucking listen to dead Kennedys, you little shit. <laughs> Fuck you and your stupid fucking shirt. <laughs> well, no, they didn't, because, yeah. you know, and, and you got you to gotta know, I know where it comes from. It's like Johnny Rotten, Johnny Ramone, who, Joe, who uh, Joey Ramone really didn't like, I mean, the song that KKK took my baby away was written about Johnny Ramone because he considered him a fucking Republican Nazi who stole his girlfriend. Um, you know, wasn't Johnny one of the fake Ramones? Yeah. Well, he was one of the original members. No, Johnny Ramone was one of the original members. It's just that he's always no. He took over. No, 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 no. Johnny was the one who took over when Dee Dee left. No, Dee Dee was the bassist. Johnny Ramone is the uh, guitarist. Always been the guitarist. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Gay, 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 but but he was always baby. a right winger, and Joey knew that. That's why Joey wrote fuck. And he also wrote um, Bonzo Goes to Bitburg to piss off Johnny Ramone. He also wrote the other one yeah. about Nazis. You know, he wrote a couple of Nazi songs. And they were all, you know, Blitz jabs Street at Bop. Johnny Ramone. Huh? Not Blitz Creek yeah. Bop. It was the other one. Blitz it was another Street one Bop. he wrote. Um, no, it was another one. It was another Nazi song. Little I know. Nazi if you want to listen to it, that's Blitz a real Creek. fuck you to. Uh... And then Yellow Biofer wrote a song like, fuck you, Johnny Ramone, or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember that, but but I know like so. When I think of skinheads and Nazis, I keep thinking of the yeah. I keep thinking of the trilogy, which is uh, the one that Black Sabbath wrote. Fairies wear boots. Yeah. Of course, Nazi punks (laughs) fuck off by the dead (laughs) Kennedys. Yeah. Have you seen? You need to see a movie Green Room. Have you seen it yet? No, I have not. I have not. I've seen well, it's about a punk from band it. that ends up yeah. in a, a club. And it turns out this club yeah. is a skinhead club. So they, yeah, and they, so do they not go up on yeah. stage and start yeah, and they and they burst out singing Nazi punks fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I have read about the movie. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. I just haven't seen the full film. I've seen scenes from it, but I haven't seen the full film. You know, because yeah. I don't have cable or streaming. I'd have to buy everything I watch, so and money's kinda tight in these days, you know. Oh but, um yeah, no, so 
but and that's the other thing they yeah. use. Uh, and Michael you're one Blade of the bad people. We're one of the bad people because we're poor. We're poor, yeah. so we're bad. So yeah, they look up the Michael Graves, who's a, who literally came out as a Proud Boy. You know those guys that were running around wearing Nazi shirts that support Trump. Yeah. Michael Graves is literally yeah. come out as a Proud oh, Boy. Oh, remember I sent you that link. You didn't get to watch it to that HBO yeah. documentary from the mid nineties. And if you people think yeah. that Michael Graves is good, you need to watch it. It's called Modern Day yeah. Punk. Putting on the mask. That's who these guys are looking up to. And it shows Michael Graves talking some very serious voodoo bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck, he's a piece of shit, though. So that's the new punk scene now. It's like these Nazis are trying to take it over. They're like, Yeah, they're trying to hide in the punk scene. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, fuck you. They're they're, they're appropriating it. They're literally appropriating punk rock, you know? (laughs) For their own bullshit because yeah. of the aggression of the music. Oh, what did I put? I put a note. Yeah, they love the aggressive music and they use it to promote it. You know, and any any progressive punk group now they put down. So like the Dead Kennedys is washed up, but Johnny Rotten isn't. You know, <laughs> Dead Kennedys is, is sold out. You know, yeah, okay, they're sold out. Yeah, sure. You know. No, only only the. Man, I always thought that amusing. You made ten bucks on your fucking show. You sold out. Well, no, they're only saying that because they want to delegitimize, like the Dead Kennedys, Jello Biafra, any progressive band. I never understood that why it's legitimized. You mean you guys are good enough to make money? You fucking sell out. No, you need to sell out. No, no, they they want to delegitimize. They want to delegitimize them. So they could push their right wing agenda, punk. They want to say, "Oh, that's all bullshit." Oh, God, liberal. Yeah, there's millions of uh, underground labels nowadays that push that yeah. right wing bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's why anytime you mention the progressive sounding punk, they immediately put it down as, "Oh, that's old hat," or "That's bullshit." You need to listen to, and they'll name some fucking band from their backyard that sings about, you know, immigrants are taking over the country, you know? Basically, neo-Nazi bullshit. So, sorry to ramble about this. You mean the stuff the Indians said that when we came over? (laughs) Sorry to go over my rant. The Americans said when we came over? Yeah. No, that's what the Native Americans said when they come over. It was back during the Thanksgiving Day. And they come back and they send the pig loans and their thought was, goddamn fucking yeah. immigrants coming to our country to take over. But, um, yeah, and, uh, I didn't want to go on a rant, but, yeah, I'm, I'm in Facebook jail, so oh, I can't promote this show. <laughs> I can't, I can't put, put this show on my Facebook because Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg sided with Nazis over If you listen me, to this so. show and you aren't shocked by any of the common material, you haven't listened to this show before. Because we do love our horror films, but we will tell our version of the truth. And thank God it's the real truth. <laughs> and no liberal bullshit, no Republican bullshit, just right from wrong. The way it is. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, don't tell me you hate immigrants when you're an immigrant yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, go back. Yeah. 
It's like uh, Paul Mooney, rest his soul, and this is, I'm going to use the word immigrant instead of the the N-word. You say, you know why, Fred, that that most white people are afraid to shake their family family tree? Oh, because they'll find out that they got black blood. (laughs) Yeah, they'll shake a tree because an immigrant will fall fall out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Well, my, one of my favorite things is um, they had a Klansman on one of these shows. I think it was Maury Povich or something, and they did DNA tests, yeah. and they were like, you know, yeah, you have um, black ancestors. And the, the he was so pissed off, he got up and walked off the show. <laughs> <laughs> you are what you hate, motherfucker. Shut up. <laughs> or as Lemmy said best, hey, I don't know, uh, maybe they, everybody should just yeah. fuck. Everybody should just fuck and make one race. How, how's that sound? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, no, literally. And you notice that online back in the days when everyone would just did would just fuck. No one yeah. fought with each other. You know why? You might mess up your action. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fight that person. They might mess up my my booty action. So I gotta be nice to. <laughs> and on that no, very careful, family loving note, good night, and we'll see you. And have a happy Memorial Day weekend. And speaking of, there's always a song that I play on my Memorial Day shows. Happy Memorial Day. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking it up and... Oh, you don't have it queued? Damn it. <laughs> I'm like, where's the song? <laughs> and I'm trying to. Trust me, people, we are professionals. <laughs> yeah, I am professional. I'm a professional idiot. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we do this very we do this show very loosely, so <laughs> We don't we we don't really plan out much. We just go into what we know. <laughs> we go in very loose. <laughs> we don't stress ourselves out over it. <clears throat> What's the song you're doing? Oh my god, look at that Oh, it's gonna be good. <laughs> this one was dedicated to all the soldiers who came home and didn't Man come back. Came home to his wife and family after serving in the conflict overseas. And the time that he served had shattered all his nerves and left a little shrapnel.
never last too long on broken radios. Samsung's welcome home didn't last too long. He went to work when he spent his last time. And Sammy took to stealing when he got that empty feeling for a hundred dollar habit without overtime. There's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes. Jesus Christ died for nothing, that's the bold. Little pitchers have big ears, don't stop to count the years. Sweet songs never last too long on broken radio. Popped his last balloon Climbing walls while sitting in a chair Well he played his last request While the room smelled just like dead With an overdose hovering in the air But life had lost its fun For flag drape casket on a local hero's hill There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing That's the bold Little pitchers have big ears Don't stop Goodbye, everybody, and happy Memorial Day, and always remember those that you have lost along the way. See you next time, Fred. See you next time.